It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Utah's best athletes count on flexibility, speed, strength. And the Jazz pick up their 22nd assist. So they count on University of Utah Health. Brielle Soleil puts this game away. And so can you. Leading doctors, a world-class environment, award-winning innovation, care to be great. 14 unanswered by the Utes. University of Utah Health, caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great. BYU and Big 12 football. They go pistol. Motion. Handoff. Middle. First down. Touchdown! It's the Cougars' first season in the Big 12, and now we have a schedule. This hour, a special edition of Cougar Sports Saturday. BYU and Big 12 football. Sponsored by UCCU. Our hosts are Mitch Harper and Matt Biamonte on Utah's legacy home of the Cougars, KSL News Radio. You've waited a long time, Cougar Nation, about five decades. The last 50 years of BYU football, you've been waiting for this moment to see BYU as part of a Power 5 conference. We knew that BYU was going to the Big 12, but man, did it get real when BYU got that schedule, the Big 12 schedule for 2023 earlier this week. I'm Mitch Harper, joined as always by my Cougar Sports Saturday co-host, Matt Biamonte. We're breaking down BYU's Big 12 football schedule live here from Broadcast House in, in Salt Lake City. And Matt, that, that Big 12 schedule was quite the sight to see BYU lined up against those teams. Oh, man, that was that was quite exciting to see that. We're going to break down the schedule in depth at 1230 all the way to 1 o'clock, deep dive. So if you want to go week by week, we'll do that at 1230, 1 p.m. You had a conversation after signing day on February 1st with the head ball coach of BYU football, Kalani Satake. We'll play that interview at 1 p.m. A little BYU basketball they played tonight as well. But, of course, we got to start things off with the Big 12 schedule. Man, that thing was uh, – got to be honest, Mitch. My first takeaway when I looked at that was you couldn't have picked a, a better schedule for BYU football in the first year. You get Texas. You get Oklahoma. You get runner-up national champion TCU. You got – Home games against Texas Tech, Oklahoma, Cincinnati. Just, it just, I, I, I had a hard time believing it, to be honest with you. Because I, I kind of felt like, hey, brace for impact here. You're not going to get some great games. They're Those are going to go to other teams. No. BYU, the only team to get Texas and Oklahoma, plus a bunch of other teams. Uh, it was unbelievable that this will be the debut schedule for BYU in the Big 12. I will say, Matt, I was uh, I was not too uh, needy of playing Texas. I would have been okay playing Kansas State instead because they're the defending Big 12 champion. I think we often forget that. Kansas yeah. State was the, the crown jewel of the league. But, yeah, the Texas brand is so cool, and it's, it's a great brand, and BYU gets one last crack potentially at the Longhorns. Again, we'll break down the schedule. They're going to open up Big 12 play on September 23rd. We're less than seven months now until BYU kicks off the season formally. 
on September 2nd when they open up against Sam Houston. You'll hear all the action right here on KSL News Radio, and we'll have you covered on KSLSports.com throughout the offseason and during the season as well. But it was a, a historic moment for BYU, honestly, Matt, because this was a Big 12 schedule that there was a lot of uneasiness about it. You know, the buildup to this schedule release was of intrigue to so many fans in the Big 12 footprint because, one, I think everyone wanted to know, will Texas and Oklahoma be in that league? Because with those two bell cow brands, you just think uh, they're going to find a way to force their way out and get to the SEC. So that created some uneasiness when you're like, okay, we're supposed to get the schedule in October. That didn't happen. Tom Homo says December 1st. That didn't happen. Your mark says mid-December. That didn't happen. You're like, when are we getting this schedule? And then it finally comes out, and you see it, and you just go, holy cow, BYU's lining up against TCU for a conference game again? Texas Tech, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State? This just this never happens. It's, it's amazing for BYU. And the month of November, too, I think, was one of the big takeaways for me when I saw that schedule earlier in the week. To have a November in which you play Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, that's significant. That was one of the biggest drawbacks to independence was, hey, you always had a great September. And over the past three or four years, October's been pretty solid too. Like you had two good months, but then it just tapered off. You're taking a bye week in November. Then you're following that up with a New Mexico State, a San Jose State. Like November was hard. And especially because BYU wasn't in the mix at that point, the interest waned. The weather wasn't great. It was just difficult. Now, though you got to believe we're going to be seeing a sellout on November 18th for Senior Day when Boomer Sooner comes to town. I mean, that is pretty exciting. And it's going to be so nice, too, to reset the expectations a little bit, Mitch. Because regardless of BYU's record in November, you're going to be getting hyped for Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. And who knows? Maybe Oklahoma with how well they've done in the transfer portal. Maybe they're in the mix to play in the Big 12 championship, and you have a chance at home to knock them out of that opportunity. That is very appealing, something that BYU has not had in many, many years. We want to hear from you, Cougar Nation. Text us at 575-00. Which game is the most interesting Big 12 game this upcoming season for BYU? Also, share your just thoughts on on what that schedule means because – you know, Matt, it's been fun driving up and down I-15 and you see the digital billboards of the schedule. And I just think, again, it's it's just a schedule, yes, but it goes so much deeper than that for this time around for BYU because since September 10th, 2021, BYU, when they got invited to the Big 12, they've known they're going to this league, but this moment made it real. And it just, to have Texas and Oklahoma and to have these brands on that schedule – it's just a surreal thing because out of all the newcomers, Matt, it's interesting. BYU is the only one that's never been part of a BCS or Power 5 conference, ever. Uh, Houston was part of the Southwest Conference back in the day. It was one of the power conferences in that time. Uh, UCF, for one year, was part of the, the Big East AAC when it was a BCS league. Cincinnati was part of the Big East. BYU has never experienced this, ever. They're the only team in this league that has never navigated – a Power 5 conference, and it's just – it's a culmination of so much hard work. Lavelle Edwards, you think about Ty Detmer, you think about Steve Young, the legends that have paved the path, Bronco Mendenhall, Kalani Satake, Taysom Hills. I mean, just – we could go on and on. 
this program means so much to people, and now they get the now fans get rewarded with the chance to see their beloved team going up and competing for the highest stages of college football. Like, there's no longer now Cougar fans. You don't have to worry about the ceiling being closed in on you. There is an endless ceiling because BYU has every opportunity in front of them, and that's what me that's what this schedule means to Cougar Nation, and it's a pretty cool deal. It's a really cool deal. One other thing that popped out to me looking at the schedule, and it, it may sound weird talking about the bye week, but I thought the timing of the bye week is going to be very opportunistic for BYU football because they'll play five games and they'll have two big 12 games before the bye, which will be starting at Kansas, which you mentioned. The following week, it's a short week with Cincinnati coming to town on a Friday, Friday night, before general conference, and then you get the bye. And who is after the bye? National champion runner-up TCU renewing a Mountain West rivalry. You get two long weeks to rest up and to get prepared for the bulk of Big 12 play. I thought that was significant to get that break right around the midpoint of the season, which they had not had in quite some time. And then you get TCU on the road, which that's going to be a big, big opportunity because, I'm sorry, Kansas is not winning the Big 12. Cincinnati is not winning the Big 12. I don't think TCU is winning the Big 12 either, but that's also the team that just played in the national championship. So even if they take a step back, there's still going to be some cachet, a chance to win a team that played in the Big 12 championship, did lose to Kansas State that you mentioned. But I just I loved the placement of that bye week, Mitch. And I love the the fact that this Big Twelve, Matt, it, it doesn't have a an Alabama, it doesn't have a, an Ohio State that's just suffocating the league and no one can take them down, or a Georgia and the SEC. It's just kind of open season. Who's ready to lay claim to being the best team or the best program? Yes, Texas and Oklahoma have the best brands, and we all know their history. It's it's well documented, but that's what I love too about this new Big Twelve is that it, it really aligns with still BYU's DNA of being this underdog that's that's not expected to do much, and they're trying to prove the naysayers wrong and say, we're going to go out there, we're going to win at a high level. And I, that's what's been fun to watch over the past two seasons in Big 12 play because obviously we've, we've been keeping a closer eye on that league since BYU got invited. And the last two years, it's been four different teams in the Big 12 championship game. And it's in the I mean, TCU was a preseason number nine team or number seven team in the Big 12 preseason poll. No one expected anything of them, and they emerged as a national title contender. I'm not saying that's the case for BYU. I would keep expectations on the conservative side. If you get to a bowl game, outstanding accomplishment for this team. But that's what's also a, a great dynamic in this Big 12 is that there, there's just there, there's no set tier system. Everyone's ready to establish it and become something they've never been in this league. Yeah, that's a great point. We're, we're getting some texts, and we're going to get to these texts in just a moment. Keep texting us, 575-00. Would love to get your thoughts, Cougar Nation, on this Big 12 schedule. What games interest you? What is uh, the game that you want to travel to the most on the road? Maybe it's great Texas. Question. Maybe it's Kansas to start. Who knows? Text us, 575 575- Zero, zero. Let's take our first break here. We'll get to those texts on the other side as we break down the Big 12 schedule all hour long. The first hour of Cougar Sports Saturday. It's all Big 12. We'll keep it going right after this. 
Welcome back in to Cougar Sports Saturday. Hour number one is the Big 12 football special here on the program. Matt Biamonte and Mitch Harper. And this hour of Big 12 football is sponsored by UCCU. UCCU, love where you bank. Let's get to some of these texts, Mitch. 57500, the KSL text line. And hey, I think it's worth subscribing to that as well as you'll be You'll be getting news and alerts, so 57500. But right now, we want to get your thoughts on this Big 12 schedule, your favorite game, maybe a game you're interested in attending on the road. Let us know. We're getting a few of them, so let's get to them. Texter 5470. I'm with you guys. I love meaningful games in November. I love there's a bye week in the early part of the season right before you play TCU. I also love the fact that the Big 12 is allowing BYU to play a Friday Mm. game versus Cincinnati the day before General Conference. How great is that? I mean, BYU, they had one request to Big 12 football schedule makers, just don't line us up on General Conference weekend, which this year falls on September 30th to October 1st. It's one of the Saturdays we're off, so it's always it's, it's always <laughs> right. noteworthy in our schedules too. Uh, but it's, uh, you know, and that's I think it speaks to the Big 12 is a partnership with BYU, you know, when BYU was in the Mountain West Conference, there was times, it wasn't often, but there was times when they would go to Southern California, play San Diego State at night on San, on General Conference Saturday. So it's not like BYU can't play that Saturday. Just they would like it off, right. and and the Big 12 valued that. And it also helps, too, that the Big 12 Conference is going to push more and more to weeknight football. And, look, BYU, they like weeknight football. I mean, BYU is one of the founders of Thursday night and Friday night yep. football on ESPN back in the day, them and Virginia Tech. Uh, they've always done that. You think about BYU and San Diego State back in the day. So uh, it, that was a cool thing to see, and I think that's a cool text from from uh, from the texture. And, and BYU-Cincinnati, that's a must-win. You know, that's one of those ones where you will view BYU needs to win that because I think Cincinnati, even though they're two years removed from a playoff bid, They've taken a massive step back. Uh, Scott Satterfield's the new head coach there. He replaces Luke Fickle, who's off to uh, Wisconsin. He's got a mansion oh all the way in Wisconsin. <laughs> uh, <laughs> tapped in might. He paid. Jeez. Oh, uh, but, yes, uh, that's, a, that's a must win for BYU. And that opening night, home game, LES, it's going to be rocking. Here's another text. 57500 is how to give us your thoughts Cougar Nation on this Big 12 schedule, your favorite games, games you want to attend on the road. This texter says this about going on the road, Mitch. 7007. I've already been to Texas and Austin. I want to go to TCU. There you go. This year. See, I'm, I'm, I'm with that guy. I'm not with him. I, I was not. I was like, I don't, I don't need Austin again. I need games. it. I don't Inject need the 40 it into my veins. I've already seen it. BYU's already owned Texas with, okay. with Taysom Hill. Yes. We've all seen it. But you know what? This is the last time BYU will ever play in Austin, Texas. Mark it down. You think so? Book it. Yeah. The final time. Because we, we've already gotten the blueprint. Unless college football changes its ways, teams like BYU, Texas, Alabama, they've laid the, bru- the blueprint, Mitch. You don't challenge yourself that often out of conference. And BYU's already, you know, to this texture's point, kind of been there, done that. Are they going to use their one slot a year to re-up with Texas when they go to the SEC? And is Texas going to even want that? Because BYU has a winning record against Texas. Probably not. So (laughs) I love that they're going to Texas one more time. It's kind of like a a final trip, and then it's over. 
So yeah. I, I am – that Austin-Texas game is big to me. And then we'll touch on this in the next segment as we go week by week and go deep on every single game to get you ready for football season. There's some juicy storylines in that Texas game. You've got Sarkeesian as the coach. Mm-hmm. And then the quarterback situation is going to be very interesting, not only for Texas, because they've got Arch Manning, the true freshman, in there. Is he going to push Ewers out the door? Let's see what happens with BYU, too, because when they brought in Jake Retzlaff, he's also pushing at Keaton Slovis. So we could be seeing a quarterback battle that maybe we weren't anticipating today at the end of October. It's a good point. And, you know, Texas's brand is, is incredible. Uh, not as good as Oklahoma's, though, I will say. I think Oklahoma's got a better brand in college football, a, a winning brand. That, you know, Texas, a lot Hold of... On, okay. A winning brand and a brand are two different things. I think they got a, they got a better college football brand, and they've no, got they a better don't. winning brand. Oklahoma, they have a better winning brand, but they don't have a better brand. To me, the best brands in college football, this is off off script here, Oklahoma, uh, not, they're not one. I'm saying Oklahoma. How many people are in this list? For I would say we can say five. Okay. I'd say Oklahoma. I'd say Alabama. I'd say Michigan. I'd say Nebraska. No and, way! You, I am off. No way. Nebraska. And then is I would not go. And then I would brand. go. And then I would go Tennessee. You are up in the and, night, or maybe my maybe friend. USC. What I'm saying is, I don't Oklahoma, know what you're saying. Oklahoma's brand is top shelf. They always win. They won't be vintage Oklahoma when they roll into Provo this this November uh, because Lincoln Riley, uh, Brett Venables is nowhere near Lincoln Riley. I think they're going to be better this year, but not as good as they were with Kyler Murray and Baker Mayfield, but it's still Oklahoma. Think about Barry Switzer back in the day, 1984. He's dogging Lavelle and BYU saying they didn't play anyone. They don't deserve to win the national title. We're going off to the Orange Bowl to play Washington. This is the real national title. No, sir. BYU beat Michigan, one of the better brands, too. Won a national title. 1984, baby. Oklahoma is not in that list. And I cannot believe you put Tennessee and Nebraska in there. It's clearly Alabama, Ohio State, Michigan, Texas, USC. Those are the best brands in college football. Bar none. Texas is a lot of of bark. Get get Nebraska out of here. We're not not talking about winning. We're talking about brands. And don't even think about using the word winning with Nebraska because they haven't won in a long, long time. That is true. That is true. But Nebraska, they're legit, man. That that brand's legit. That's a legit. The fan base is legit. The brand is not legit. That's a legit college football brand. Oh, my goodness. Okay, here's another text. 9302. And this is... It's only five words long, but it is. I think he brings up a good point. I'm excited, but freaking scared. <laughs> fair. That is fair. And look, I think BYU will be competitive. That's that's a baseline. What, what does that mean? Define I, that. I think there's going to be a lot of close ball games. Okay. Where BYU's in the fourth quarter, and they've got a chance to win games. I don't think it's going to be a scenario where BYU's getting blown out by 10, 14 points every week. I, I don't think it's going to be that. But there will be more losing than BYU is used to. We've never seen BYU go through a schedule that includes 10 Power 5 teams. Think about this, Matt. The Arkansas game in Week 3, the non-conference tilt, we would usually talk about and romanticize that matchup in any independent schedule. Oh, they're going down to SEC country. That's on the back page news, that trip. And that starts a, a, a 10-week stretch of Power 5 football, and we've just never seen BYU do that. We've never seen BYU have kind of a one-year rental at quarterback. These are all new dynamics for BYU. I'm very fascinated to see what they do. 
But I do believe BYU will be competitive in this league. I just don't know how many wins it will lead to. Uh, that's going to be the challenge of Kalani, Jay Hill, uh, Aaron Roderick to piece together schemes and, and – uh, uh, it really kind of outcoach a lot of these coaching staffs in the Big 12. We've been put in our place properly for the first time on the show, I think, in the past four years that we've been doing it together. Texture 1737. Notre Dame, dum-dums. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Notre Dame. What am I saying here? Get Nebraska out I, of there. I always just think with Notre Dame, I always try to – I scoff at them. Like I think I have a disdain for them, so I, I always too, try to but, remove them. But, but they're yeah. absolutely yes, in they're, the top yeah, five. They're brand yeah. – They might be number one. They, they probably are. I mean, they – they took over Las Vegas, the Strip. Like, we're, we're down there last October, and it's like the whole Strip was like a Notre Dame parade. I'm thinking, oh. Unlike Nebraska, they have been able to weather the storm of mediocrity. Yeah, because they uh, they always just get the benefit of the doubt for some reason because they had some four horsemen or something. And <laughs> I guess that's still relevant here's a Here's another one. 1566, we're reading texts, Cougar Nation's thoughts. On this Big 12 schedule, 57500, that's how you can reach us. Cincinnati is the game he's most interested in seeing this season to see how we stack up against the other new members in the Big 12. I like that. I mean, it's the only game that BYU will face against a newcomer. UCF and Houston are not on the schedule. Uh, The other team not on the schedule is Kansas State. That's a must win. Must win. First Big 12 home game, you have to beat Cincinnati. I think BYU should have the better talent than Cincinnati. That's a must win. If you don't win that game, you're staring at a season that doesn't end in a bowl game. Uh, this show today, this hour, uh, brought to you by UCCU. UCCU is giving away a 2023 Kawasaki T-Rex for UTV. Enter to win at uccu.com. UCCU, love where you bank. More BYU Big 12 2023 scheduled talk. We'll break it down week by week. On the other side, Mitch Harper, Matt Biamonte, KSL News Radio. BYU and Big 12 football. They go pistol. Motion. Handoff. Middle. First down. Touchdown! It's the Cougars' first season in the Big 12. And now we have a schedule. This hour, a special edition of Cougar Sports Saturday. BYU and Big 12 football. Sponsored by UCCU. Our hosts are Mitch Harper and Matt Biamonte. On Utah's legacy home of the Cougars. KSL News Radio. Welcome back in. Cougar Sports Saturday breaking down BYU's Big 12 football schedule. Mitch Harper, Matt Biamonte. Let's just dive right into it, Matt. You can keep texting us your thoughts, 57500. What's the toughest game or the most interesting Big 12 game that BYU has this upcoming season? Or just text us your thoughts on the schedule. Uh, It starts off in week one with non-conference play. BYU, Sam Houston, September 2nd. The first game BYU will have with a Big 12 patch on its uniform, Big 12 logos on the field, Cougs and the Bearcats week one. Am I wrong to have a little bit of fear for that game? I just I just feel like Sam Houston's got some talent. Yep. They got some speed. They're they're not nobodies. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of change at BYU on both sides they're, of the they're ball. They're a little bit of nobodies. Okay. The name is nobodies. But I'm 99% just, I'm just saying, of fans have no clue Sam Houston. Let me is. ask you a simple question. Sam Houston versus Portland State. Who wins that game? We will have articles, Matt. That I will be writing that says three things you need to know about this school. 
I will not need to do that for the Big 12. But I would say, uh, yes, Sam Houston would beat Portland State. Yes, I'm, I know. I'm not saying BYU's going to lose. Right. I'm just saying Sam Houston's got enough spice yeah. that – if BYU doesn't come out and play good football, it could get interesting. That's it, all I'm saying. Yeah, they're, they're moving up from the FCS ranks yep. to the FBS. They're going to go to Conference USA, so it's a big move for them too. And uh, week one chance, big money game. BYU's going to pay a ton of money. This would have been Tennessee. Keep in mind, yeah, uh, they were going to keep that. So any notion that oh BYU dumbed it down, no, they were going to have the Vols in week one. Uh, but Tennessee bought that out, and uh, they're going to play Virginia in Nashville. But BYU should win that should game. Should win, and if they win big, I'll feel good. If it's tight, I'm going to be concerned. Week 2, September 9th, at home again. So back-to-back home games. That's a new dynamic for BYU in September. Southern Utah. Yeah, that should be like a 60-10 to 10 type yeah. situation. So if it's, if it's anything within 28 points, I'm also concerned about what's going to happen in the Big 12. That is a – and look, considering all the change – I love that these are the first two games. Yes. You just get an opportunity to, to get Slovis comfortable in the offense. You get Aiden Robbins going at running back. You figure out the new receivers. you got a new offensive line. You're probably moving Kingsley from right to left. He needs to get some comfort there as well. And then you've got the new defensive staff and a lot of new personnel there. I love that it's easy to get them going, get some confidence before you get into the big meat on the schedule. I'll, let me just say one thing. The Big 12 Kind of missed an opportunity. I think I would have loved to have seen this, Matt, in week one, maybe shake up the schedule. Because BYU did have an opening with Tennessee, right? The Tennessee opts out. It would have been nice to see BYU paired up with maybe that Kansas game, week one, maybe in Provo. That's a good point. That would have been cool to just have right out of the shoot, conference game. I know that's a lot of pressure, a conference meaningful game, but I think it would have been a nice maybe start to the season. New Big 12, week one, controlling the college football narrative in, in, the, in the season. Just my, my, just my thoughts. But, yes, they should be 2-0 and out of the gates. If they don't, well, then things get real spicy and dangerous because then Power 5 play begins in week three, September 16th. Cougs go down to SEC country in Fayetteville, taking on the Hogs, and we know all about Arkansas. They gave BYU a massive beatdown. But the nice thing, Matt, BYU's always good in these revenge spots. Think about Wisconsin. Uh, there, there's been other teams, too, uh, where they've gotten revenge on – Utah was, was a revenge game, and I guess the, that was a decade-long revenge. But there's Virginia. been re- – Virginia, yes. There's been revenge spots for BYU where they've always been good. Arkansas, September 16th in SEC. Country. Such an interesting game because Arkansas is a middle-of-the-road team. They're not Vanderbilt. Yeah. They, they've got talent. K.J. Jefferson returns. He had – his best game of the year last year against BYU. He's back. They do have a new offensive coordinator, though. Dan Enos is the new guy. He's replacing Kendall Bryles. And Enos, if if this name doesn't ring a bell to you, that's fine. He's been bouncing around college football for quite some time now. He was once a quarterback's coach at Arkansas. He was an offensive coordinator at Miami for one year. Last year was at Maryland, back at Arkansas. There's change there. That's not a game where you look at it and say, you can't win. Is it going to be hard? Absolutely. Uh, but if BYU were able to win that game, you'd start to feel like, okay, you know, maybe it's an eight-win year in the Big 12. So there's a lot riding on that game, and, and that will be a, a great test as you get ready for Big 12 play. Way too early bold pick. I'm saying BYU wins this game. I'm going to be putting out my way too early game-by-game predictions on KSL Sports this weekend. I think BYU starts out 3-0 and this year. That's I think, interesting. I think they win at Arkansas. 
think they find a way. I think Arkansas, Arkansas takes a little bit of a step back. They're losing some personnel on their offensive line. And again, I just think BYU does well in these revenge spots. Arkansas, I don't think, is going to be gassed up for BYU coming to town. BYU can step in. I think maybe spring an upset on the Hogs. September 23rd, Big 12 play gets started. I think maybe fans would have liked a little bit maybe more uh, bigger brand to open up Big 12 play, but still, it's a winnable game, and it's a lot of intrigue. If you're going to play this matchup, smart move by the Big 12 because this will get a lot more eyeballs in this setup. BYU at Kansas, Lawrence, September 23rd, Big 12 play gets started out in the Sunflower State. This is going to be awesome to have Big 12. I, I It doesn't really bother me too much that it's on the road. It's just more so... Ah, Kansas. Like they had a yeah. nice year last year, but they also went one and six down the stretch. Like finished six and seven, yeah. Yeah. So five and zero, oh, and then after that TCU loss where game day was there, they could not rebound. Jalen Daniels was hurt for a lot of that. I'll, I'll, I'll give them credit. He's a really talented player. So it's a winnable game. Uh, I think I would have preferred the first Big Twelve game be against maybe a little more juice there. TCU there would have been fun just because the rivalry and, and what TCU meant. But all four of these first four games, are there's not a game on there where you feel like, yeah. no way. Yeah. It's, it, BYU uh, goes to Kansas. Lance Leipold, one of the better coaches in the Big 12. I think that's what makes Kansas kind of an intriguing storyline. I'm stunned that he stayed at Kansas because his name was linked to jobs like Nebraska and other high profile, but he's staying in Lawrence. Good for the Big 12 because he's a good coach. That'll be a good matchup. September 29th, BYU at home against Cincinnati. We've talked about it a little bit. General Conference weekend. Big 12 honors that scheduling kind of request from BYU. They host the Bearcats, who they last faced in 2016 out in Cincy. Cincinnati's never beat BYU. Nope. And this Cincinnati team, I don't know what to make of them because they were in the the playoff two years ago. Luke Fickle's gone. You referenced that. Scott Satterfield comes in. He was at Louisville for a couple years. I think he was fired at Louisville, and then they, they wanted him gone. The fan base wanted him gone. <laughs> so they was like, when he left for Cincinnati, he was like, thank you. Please, thank you. So that makes you feel like, oh, it's a winnable game, and you know they lost Desmond Ritter, and they had those two great defensive backs. But I do think Luke Fickle brought some talent into Cincinnati. So it's it's – I hesitate to say it's a guaranteed win because Cincinnati's got talent. It is going to be difficult for Cincinnati because here's their schedule, Mitch. They've got Pitt on the 9th. Then they have Oklahoma at home on the 23rd. And then they've got a short week cross-country flight to BYU on a Friday night. So it all signs point towards BYU being favored in this game and having a great opportunity. But let's not write off the talent of, of Cincinnati just yet. So... But to that texture's point earlier, it's going to be fun to see these new teams face off early and maybe who has the edge because you got to believe all four of those teams are wanting to put their best foot forward saying, thanks for bringing us because we're the best of the four right out of the gate. This matchup highlights the difference between independence and Big 12. You play Cincinnati and independence, you go, well, it's, it's okay. What does it mean, though? In Big 12, it's a lot more exciting. It's going to get a primetime ESPN kick or Fox maybe. Who knows? Like that's a, that's a new wrinkle this year. Some home games could be on Fox or FS1 from the television side. So that'll be a fun matchup, BYU and Cincy, Friday, September 29th. Uh, before we get to a break, 
There's going to be a bye week on October 7th, week 6. That's the first time since 2019 BYU can point to a, an October bye week. So it's been a minute there. Uh, very early for by BYU standards. They haven't had that early in a long time. And then you go on the road October 14th to Fort Worth to face TCU, who was in the national championship game last season. Horn Frogs, four-game winning streak over BYU. Chandler Morris is going to be the, the quarterback for the Frogs under Sonny Dykes. And, they, and he was the week one starter. Keep that in mind. He was yeah. above Max Duggan. He started at Colorado, and yeah. then Duggan came in and, and stole the hearts of college football, and it was one of the best stories. But uh, yeah, they're losing some talent. It's going to be interesting to see how they rebound. New, uh, new offensive coordinator as well. They bring in Kendall Bryles, who leaves Arkansas because – uh, Lincoln Riley's little brother. I'm tr- forgetting his first. Garrett Riley. Garrett Riley. Yeah. He's off to Clemson, so which was kind of a, a big move in college football because Clemson doesn't usually do that and go out and grab a big name coordinator. They did so. So there's change at TCU. I guess the point I'm saying is that's probably a loss on the road uh, at and that stadium's been renovated. So pointing out the texture yet again, maybe that is kind of a sneaky, interesting. Road trip for BYU fans. Go see a new renovated stadium. But TCU, I do not think, will be as good as they were last year. Sonny Dykes is going to do great things at TCU as long as he stays there. Uh, They recruited at a top 20 level this year, best in their school's history. TCU's on the rise. Now, the challenge, though, for Big 12 teams, can you maintain the level? We saw Baylor 12-2 in 2021. Six and seven in 2022. You've got to maintain... Uh, the success to really elevate yourself and in this league, this league needs it. They need some premier, consistent juggernauts to emerge. I think TCU could be that team because Sonny Dykes is going to have some great offense with the Horn Frogs. But last year, defensively, they had speed, but they gave up points. I mean, you saw that in the Fiesta Bowl with Michigan. Um, you know, maybe this could be an old, old-fashioned. You know, remember in 2005, yeah. 51-50, Corey Rogers at the goal line. He fumbled <laughs> the ball, refs. He fumbled it. Maybe it could be an old school, uh, you know, Mountain West type shootout between BYU and Horn Frogs. We'll take the break here. We'll break down the second half of the schedule right after this. BYU and Big Twelve football. It's complete. Another touchdown! Listen to Mitch Harper and Matt Biamonte every Saturday from noon to three for Cougar Sports Saturday on KSL News Radio. Welcome back in, breaking down BYU's 2023 Big 12 schedule. All the action can be heard right here on KSL News Radio, your legacy home of the Cougars. We'll have you covered throughout the season, every single week here, as the show is brought to you by UCCU. UCCU, love where you bank. We're breaking down the schedule week by week. We left off with October 14th at TCU. The following week, Matt, it's a tough stretch for BYU. They go back home, which is nice. But they got an intriguing team, the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Red Raiders won their last four games. This might be one of the more difficult games on the schedule, and I'm, I wouldn't be surprised, Mitch. Here's some early prognostication for you. I would not be surprised if Tech is undefeated when they mm. come to Provo. They would have to beat Oregon in a neutral site game at Cowboy Stadium. But between BYU and Texas Tech, they've got – West Virginia, winnable. Houston, West Virginia, uh, winnable. Baylor's winnable. They've got Kansas State at home. That's winnable. They could be undefeated. They've got Tyler Shaw. He is back at the quarterback. He was at Oregon, started his career. He's back, experienced quarterback. Texas Tech could be one of the more interesting games of the schedule. Ton of speed from the Red Raiders. Uh, they might have the fastest recruiting class in the country. October 28th, BYU goes to the 40 Acres at Texas 
The storyline. I love this game. Sarkeesian's the coach. Uh, Ewers or Arch Manning, who's going to be the quarterback? I believe it will be the final game BOU ever plays in this immaculate stadium. I love that game. And look, Texas is good. Like they could be in. They could be competing for a Big 12 championship next year. Someone, I think it was Ryan Hancock, former BYU quarterback. I know I'm kind of putting him on notice here, but he tweeted at me when the when I put out my power rankings, I had Texas number one and BYU 12. I know, a little bit low for BYU. He said, if BYU finishes sub-500 and Texas wins the Big 12, I'll name my next child Harper. <laughs> I was like, that might happen, Ryan. Don't have another child, please. Uh <laughs> but that'll be a good game. Yep. November 4th, here's where the intrigue lies. Yep. Uh, as far as like cross-country travel, BYU at West Virginia, Morgantown, a clash of cultures if I've ever heard BYU and the Mountaineers. West Virginia, uh, not sure who the coach is going to be. We'll see if Neil Brown can keep his job and, and keep things going. But that's a winnable game for BYU for sure. Definitely and, is. And uh, November 11th, we got to get to a break here in a minute, but November 11th, Iowa State at home. Also a winnable game. Matt Campbell uh, with Brock Purdy gone to the league. Struggled to replace him last year. So there you go. We'll finish up the rest of the schedule. We have to take a quick break here. UCCU is giving away a 2023 Kawasaki Terex 4 UTV. Enter to win at uccu.com. UCCU, love where you bank. Back in just a moment. BYU and Big 12 football. For BYU Cougar football, text the letters BYU to 57500 for scores and team updates from KSL News Radio. Welcome back in. We're breaking down BYU's 2023 Big 12 schedule. If you miss any part of this program, subscribe to the Cougar Sports Saturday podcast on kslsports.com and kslnewsradio.com. The regular season closes out with a pair of games from teams in the Sooner State, and it starts with the team named the Sooners. Oklahoma, November 18th, they're coming to Provo. Out is Utah Tech on Senior Day in the Oklahoma Sooners. Incredible to have that brand coming to Provo at the end of November. It's the final home game of the season. Just incredible that you have that brand coming to Provo for all the late Novembers that fans have suffered through in Lavelle Edwards Stadium, they will be rewarded this fall with the Sooners coming to town. Oklahoma maybe reloaded in the transfer portal. They could be in the hunt for a Big 12 championship game. Maybe it's a, an opportunity for BYU to spoil the Sooners' chance to win a Big 12 title in their maybe final year. I think if BYU enters that game 5-5 five and five, and they got a chance to clinch bowl eligibility against Oklahoma. Oh, that's kind of cool. I mean, that's, that's just great. That's, I know that's like you want to win more than 5 or 6, but I mean, just... That's that's a cool setup. That's what the conference brings you every single week. And then the regular season closes out on November 25th at Oklahoma State. Now, don't look at this as suddenly the Big 12's forcing BYU and Oklahoma State as a rivalry. But this is how the schedule broke out this year in this one-off season. Oklahoma State, BYU, they haven't played since 1976 in the Tangerine Bowl, so it's a unique matchup. Boone Pickens Stadium, Mike Gundy and the Mullet. That's a nice way to finish the year. Just, just think about this. West Virginia... Iowa State, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. That's your November slate. That's pretty awesome. Two home games, Iowa State, Oklahoma. You wrap it up with Oklahoma State. That's legit. The man that's going to be leading this BYU program through this schedule is BYU head coach Kalani Satake entering his eighth season. You'll hear from him on the other side 
We caught up with the coach discussing this schedule coming up next. This hour has been brought to you by UCCU. UCCU, love where you bank. More with Kalani Sataki on the other side. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.